There is no one person who could ever say that in life they have never found themselves dealing with bullshit. (laughs) Rather, that's the shit you deal with with your family, your friends, finding love, or getting your coins. I'm your host, Kenya Nicole, everybody's favorite big sis, and this is On Your Shit Podcast, where the strangest shit bring us into our power and help us fulfill great missions. Join me for those hard-to-muster conversations, expressions of life lessons, along with special guests as we work together to own our shit. Own Your Shit Podcast, presented by Stronger Than My Struggles. So guys, this episode right here will be the episode to wrap up my five-part series, Naked and Unashamed. So today, I decided that I'm just going to give you me. Not the me that many of you may see online. Because sometimes the people that we follow online that are part of our friend list that share intricate parts of their lives with us online. We think we really know them. And truth be told, we don't know them people. If we don't have a real experience with them offline, all we know is the representation of who we perceive them to be based on online photos, data, and information that's shared with us. So, I have gone through a really weird period in my life. 2022 has been one of those years. This year, I did a lot of shedding. A lot of shedding of old. And sometimes when we shed the old, old habits, old beliefs, old patterns, we find out in making those changes and shedding from the old that we have to shed some relationships that we may have gravitated to when we were in a certain belief, um, a certain mindset, and we discover that those relationships no longer serve us and our greater good. And if COVID didn't teach us anything, COVID should have taught the importance of aloneness of not having to always be on the go making the best out of a really bad situation 
how to be resourceful when you are permitted to only operate at a limit. Again, this year has been really weird for me. Those of you that may know me online, you may notice that some of the people I used to hang with, you haven't seen me hanging with those people anymore. And it's nothing against those people. I will always love those people, cherish the time and the memories that I was able to spend with those people. But those relationships represented the shedding of old. And a lot of us, if we're honest, a lot of us don't really like the process of things. Like there are things that we pray for, we pray about, things that we desire, but unbeknownst to us. These things come with a price to pay, not always monetary. I did not know how bad I needed to be. Not so much isolated, but separated in order to be properly pruned for the purpose that I have been praying for as far as the type of harvest that I want to see in my life, from my personal life to my professional life. And if I could be totally honest, I even found myself questioning Okay, well, God, why are you requiring this of me? And why are you requiring that of me? And then going back, taking a look at old videos and old pictures. And even as I'm watching old videos, listening to some of the conversation being had in those videos, finding myself say, was I really... In, in that type of situation, was I really like really coming to the realization and understanding how important this separation was? Because sometimes in order to separate yourself from old belief systems, old habits, old behaviors, you have to change, like they tell you, in AA and in, um, you know, people that are being treated for drug addictions. You can have an addictive personality that could potentially be addicted to dysfunction when dysfunction has been normalized in your life for so long. And not even know it. 
There is such thing as being addicted to gossip. There is such thing as being addicted to self-sabotage. All of these things are very much so toxic and not healthy for your well-being. But when we think about addiction, we either think drugs, alcohol, or food, right? You can be addicted to a way of thinking, not even realizing that the way that you're thinking is actually hindering your success. And so when I began to work on myself and do my shadow work, I wasn't quite aware that most of the relationships and connections that I had gravitated to the thing that bonded us were my old beliefs, my old ways of thinking. And now that I'm working on myself and making the necessary changes, I'm finding myself bumping heads in these environments because now I'm projecting the work that needs to be done around the people that see no problem with where they are. Now I'm looking like the problem. And that was a really uncomfortable space for me to be in. It was really hard. But because I am who I am, I own that shit on all levels. I'm transparent about it on all levels. I was even transparent in the environment that was becoming contradictory to the change that I so desperately wanted to make. And so now, guys, I find myself in this space where my heart goes out to people who take me choosing me personal, who take me working on me as an attack on them. I have to deal with so much subliminal bullshit that it blows my mind and the hurtful thing about it is it's not even coming from outside people it's coming from people who know me in real life offline people with my same DNA people that I've shared friendships with for many moons and many years and at first, I took it as hurt. And you guys know that I'm a big person that pushes self-care, self-work, going to therapy, doing your shadow work. And um, I realized that a lot of 
those relationships were developed in the face of a traumatic situation. Um, a close friend that I've been friends with for many years, we bonded over the trauma of his mom and what was happening in that situation. And I could relate to the trauma of his mom, even though her thing was more mental. I could relate to the trauma of his mom and how he may have felt as a child because the little girl in me was very much present because of the trauma that I endured with my own mother. And for so long, that was the foundation of our relationship. When it came to someone that I believed to be a really close friend, the foundation of that relationship was rooted from a betrayal from a mutual friend that the both of us shared. And from the trauma of that betrayal from the mutual friend, our friendship was developed. And we formed a friendship, but that friendship again, it was the result of a traumatic situation. When it came to who I dated, the conversation would always be about the trauma that we experienced, the things, the turmoils, the heartbreak. And we were bonding over the pain that we were embodying. The problem with that is so many of us are not taught about trauma bonds and how they affect us and how they connect us. And so as I began to do the work and heal, I could no longer relate to the mindset or the emotional capacity that once brought us together because I was no longer holding on to trauma. I was in a space of being triumphant. And so once I would see the friend that I bonded with continuing in a pattern of dysfunction with other women and friendships, That friend wasn't at a space where I could communicate to that friend and say, you self-sabotage your friendships because you only want to relate to the trauma. You only want to relate to the pain. And then when the pain is no longer there, you create new havoc and new pain because that is what you relate to. Because you can't make people receive things that they're not ready to receive. I just knew that that was a space that I could no longer be in because I was healed now. And that is what happens in relationships when one party heals and the other party chooses not to. 
is going to continuously be turbulent, tumultuous, and just really, really difficult. And at the time, I did not recognize that these relationships were affecting my professional life because I was gravitating to clients. I was taking on clients who had experienced certain turmoil. You know, um, I would have clients who didn't have the support of friends and family. Okay, I related to that. And so I would find myself working with them on their projects, overextending myself, um, being far too dedicated to them because I never wanted them to feel that pain that they shared with me that they felt by not having a support system. Um, even if that meant me continuously working on projects that the client had not even paid what needed to be paid. But because I didn't want to abandon them, abandon their dream, abandon their mission, I would stick around longer, not realizing it was because I needed to heal and release the triggers or disengage the triggers where I would allow what they were going through to be projecting on me. And now I'm holding on because it's mirroring a reflection that I'm familiar with all while I'm working on my change. And I said, this is feeling like I'm fighting in fire and then going from fighting in fire to fighting in water and then going from fighting in water to fighting in the air where there's nothing under me to make me feel grounded and make me feel stable. I can no longer go on like this. And when I made a conscious decision, it ended up being the kind of decision that would take me through a season of what someone on the outside looking in, they may consider it a season of loneliness, but it's only a lonely season when you have not learned how to be alone. And a lot of us do not want to be alone. Not, and I'm not talking about as far as a partner, but just sitting alone with yourself, with your thoughts, with your habits, with your ways, and really getting to know yourself. This is why so many people stay on the go. Always gone. Always in the streets. Always moving around. They not sometimes they're not just being adventurous and free spirits and on the go. Sometimes they are literally running from themselves. 
And so for me, I made the conscious decision that I no longer wanted to run for myself, that I wanted to go ahead and address head on whatever I needed to address because I realized that there were certain beliefs, certain habits, certain mindsets that I had to break free from in order to walk in the fullness of who God has called me to be and for the dreams and the goals and the aspirations that I desired to see fulfilled. We love talking about the people that can't go with us to the next level. In this naked and very unashamed moment, sometimes it's you that's stopping you from going to your next level. It's the way you think. It's the things you believe. It's the habits you hold that need to be changed because the people that we allow to come around us, the people that we allow in our lives are only a reflection of how we see ourselves on the inside. And the moment you begin the work and you're transforming this imagery of yourself, And the people around you are no longer reflecting how you feel. You no longer want to be in that environment. Not because you think you're better. But because you understand that's a blockage to where you're trying to build. I said all that to say... When it came to the things that I have been praying about, the things I have been praying for, it was like that meme that we see on social media. Have you ever seen the meme? And there's this photo of Jesus, an imagery of Jesus, the way that the world says Jesus looks. There's this imagery of Jesus holding his hand out in front of a little girl who has this little bear in her hand. And behind Jesus' back, it's a really big bear. One much bigger, much brighter, with a bigger bow than what she's holding on to. And what she's holding on to is is small. It seems intricate, but it's taking up the space in her hands to where she has no room to receive the big, beautiful bear that Jesus is holding behind his back in the photo. She doesn't even know it's back there. Because she believes what she's holding on to. She has to hold on to it to dear life. Because she's not going to receive anything else. And part of that is because she doesn't think she's worthy of something better. And so now, 
I'm going to ask you the question I had to ask my naked and unashamed self when it came to releasing and letting go. Why am I struggling letting go? What is making me hold on? What am I afraid of? Will it get better? How do I let it go? Those were the questions that I pondered. Those were the things I had to ask myself. And if you're listening to this, I want to encourage you to ask those very things to yourself. And so, because I'm a woman of faith and I believe God and I trust God, I let go. I had to give up brunching with broken women who were okay with being broken, who were okay with being bitter and angry towards men and thinking that all men are dogs and all men cheat. I had to let that go because I'm believing God for a good man and I'm believing God for a faithful man. So I need to be around the women who hold the conversations that match my miracle. When it came to my business, I had to get from around the people who believed nobody believed in them, believed nobody would support them, believed that they could only get it done by themselves, for themselves. And I had to go and find people that celebrated success no matter whose success it was. I had to go and be around the people who dare to be different. I had to go around the people who were willing to take a chance and understood that I could get great things done by myself. But how magnificent would it be to be around 10 people who see great, think great, believe great, expect great, and understand that my greatness does not inflict harm upon their greatness and just how magnificent our greatness is when we allow it to all flow and work together. I had to make the necessary changes. So, if you have been wondering, praying, feeling as though your life is like a hamster on a wheel going nowhere fast, 
and it seems that you're doing all of the right things, taking all of the right actionable steps when it comes to, you know, investing your money, when it comes to you're getting on all the right dating apps, but you're coming up short. You're going to all of the business seminars, but business is still not booming. You're really trying to navigate this thing with your children, but it's hard to do that because you're taking advice from the people who may have parented poorly. All of that is a sign that you need to get alone, be alone for a season. I don't know how long that season may be for you. My season was almost nine months. And if I could tell you anything, I will tell you that I'm very grateful that I heeded to the process. And I stopped thinking that people were holding me back. Sometimes it's not people. Sometimes it is literally you, what you think, what you believe. The habits that you are holding on to. And sometimes, in order for you to become strong, steadfast, and sufficient in your change, you have to remove yourself from the people, places, and things that see absolutely nothing wrong with how life is for them. And you have to be willing to do the work. Everybody always posting and saying, you know, they're healing and they're doing this and they're doing that. But people don't tell you that healing, that shit does not feel good. You have your good days and you have your bad days. You have your days where you are joyous and you're happy. You have your days where you're questioning like, what the fuck am I doing? You have those, day, those days where you're like literally crying your eyes out. But it's a process. It represents the seasons of your life. There, There is a fall season. There is a winter season. There is a spring. And there is a summer. All seasons are necessary for the evolution of you. And for those seasons to be true and be about the evolution of you, you got to be honest with yourself about where you are, what you're thinking, what you're believing, what habits are you holding on to, What you need to let go of, 
how are you going to let those things go? And are there people in your life that are attached to the things that you believe that you need to change, that you may have separate, you may have to separate yourself from some of those people. You have to cut them off forever. And some of those people, you just have to cut them off for a season while you do the necessary work. Again, (laughs) social media makes us, you know, we look at other people's life and we pass judgment and we think it's easy and they make it look easy, but we do not know what the fuck those people are dealing with behind closed doors. None of us know. I wanted to share my truth. And share my heart with you so that you understand the life that you see me live. It wasn't given, it was earned. The destiny that you see me pursue to fulfill is a process, and the process is sometimes painful. But it's very much so purposeful. Now, that concludes me just sharing myself because this has been five episodes of me sharing different elements of my life. Now, those of you who may have been following me on social media, you have seen me sharing a little bit about, um, different celebrities and things that are going on in the media. My next episode after this, I'm going to do a deep dive and I'm going to use for my conversation piece, Miss Erica Mina and Safari Samuels. Because so many women are Erica and so many men are Safari. And we need to have a real conversation about the matter. The ugly truth of the matter. No judgment. Just real, raw truth. Because ultimately, it's just some shit that needs to change. If we want to see things be better when it comes to the relationship between a man and a woman and the children that come from the unions that we create. So be on the lookout for that, guys, okay? Well, guys, that brings us to the conclusion of this series, Naked and Unashamed. I'm your girl, Kenya Nicole, everybody's favorite big sis. And this has been another episode of On Your Shit Podcast. If you're interested in being a guest on the On Your Shit Podcast, feel free to send your information over to our email address at info at O W N. 
Y-O-S-H-I-T.com. That's info at onyourshit.com.